And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association Podcast, episode 141 today. Basketball pod, week six recap, week seven preview. Your host, CJ Savaro, joined alongside me, Commissioner Brandon Kurtzman. Kurtzman, how are we doing today, brother? Doing well, doing well. Uh, Getting a nice podcast, early podcast, 6.50. You're off of work for a couple weeks, and you're bored as shit, so we get it done now. I'm good. I'm ready to go. All right, let's go right into the week six recap. What's the first game we want to start with here? Oh, sorry. Before we start, uh, stats were posted on the website today, so everyone go check that out at BearDownSA.com. Um, some teams are going to have more um, stats in than others. I'm almost done. Some teams got to get those last games done. Just It was a crazy uh, crazy last couple of days trying to do as many stats as I could, but stats are posted, and you'll be seeing a lot of activity on the Instagram, as I believe Augie is sending me. 98 posts so be ready for not not no we're gonna combine them into weak posts but yeah um have days player cards all that kind of stuff will be out in this week so now we can start a week six recap all right let's get right into the games what's the first game that we're starting with here uh nine o'clock games from week six were ttg blue devils against udh um this was a game where we both said on the recap that we felt uh, the preview that TTG could use their size um, and kind of dominate this game in the in in the paint if they wanted to, and they definitely did a lot of that. Jared Pearson had a very big game for them. They were kind of getting whatever they wanted on offense. A lot of open looks, a lot of open jumpers. Um, this game did start very slow, which could have given UDH a chance to kind of. They were in get it the early. Score. They it were in it early because yeah. both teams really couldn't put the ball. Yeah. I know. I th- I want to say that UDH missed their first eight or nine threes in a row before it kind of started to get it going. Um, but I give TTG a lot of credit. They never fell behind. They always kept a lead, and they they never were able to. They never were able to um, like pull ahead by like twenty at a point, but. UDH are never able to make that big run that TTG made early in the game to kind of get that commanding 10 to 15 lead at all times. UDH just wasn't able to make that run back to get the game within like five or six points. Um, in this game, you have to shout out, I think his name is Mook with the no, alley-oop. That was Jai. So, sorry, sorry, Jai, sorry. Jai. Mook, plays for, Mook plays for Jirok's uh, for, for for team. Jai. Yeah. Oh, my God. John Morant level bounce. Crazy, one of the best. Did we post it on the Instagram? No, we did. We need to clip that and get that on the Instagram immediately. That okay. is one of the best plays of the season, if not the play of the season up to this point. Um, like you said, UDH, they had to come out hot, kind of play flawlessly, shoot the lights out in this game. They definitely did not do that. No. Um, as for TTG, they looked good in this game. This, you could argue, was their best game. Oh, 100%. Um, they were playing really good defense. They were communicating. Were communicating. At a very high they level. they subbed well. They were hitting shots, moving they, the ball, moving the well. ball. They were aggressive to the paint. They were dominating down low. They kept going to it. They were moving it down low. They were mm-hmm. throwing dimes. They looked at like the. They enjoyed playing with each other, and um, it was uh, definitely definitely a good win for them. And that's that's the kind of team. That's the type of performance we expected them expected from them throughout the season consistently every week. Yeah. Um, I do think that this was their best game. I thought G had a really good game in this one. Um, I thought that Jahi as well also had a very game. I think he pulled down 13, 14 rebounds in this game. Um, there were a lot of rebounds to be had, especially on the defensive glass for them. So they did a very good job not allowing um, Kyle to be very active on the offensive glass. Um, they just UDH just didn't shoot the ball well. Rocco he didn't have to shoot the ball well. Michael Leva was could just not find his groove. Brandon Milling came out a little hot once he got in the game, but um, all around, not a good shooting performance from UDH. 
they had been kind of hot one the last two prior to that. So uh, this loss drops them to two and four, while TTG moves to three and three on the mm. season. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I still think the UDH has winnable games left on their schedule. Um, Very, think, more than capable team. More than capable team, and I think they're a scrappy team that if you catch them on a hot shooting night, um, it could be a problem for a team maybe in the playoffs if they're a lower seed coming in trying to make a run at a make a run. But um, to go in for TTG, I think TTG is heading is trending in the right direction now after this win and another win the week prior against Blue Steel. Getting their winning their games against the middle of the pack in the league is important, and uh, they're continuing to bolster their playoff get their, their playoff seed. Yeah, very go. good win for TTG, and I agree with everything you said about UDH. Let's move on to the next game here. Black Air Forces versus Waiver Wire Warriors. Black Air Forces win 66 to 28. Jesus um, Christ. Waiver Wire Warriors was playing with five guys. No Mark, no Jamal in this one. It was Ralph, Facundo, Big Rob, um, Slim. It, it, they were just overmatched. Offensively, uh, Black Air Forces honestly struggled putting the ball in the basket, but their defense was so suffocating that Ralph, every shot Ralph took was very contested. Facundo all taking a lot of contested shots. Um, Ralph wasn't even as aggressive in this game as like in other games. I felt like he honestly was just kind of letting everyone kind of get their, get their shots up and whatnot. Um, they just there was just no other guy. Ralph didn't he have scored 28 points. No, I mean they scored 28 points. Ralph didn't have a good shooting game. No one on the team really did. But the defense was suffocating. They're switching one through five. They're making life difficult. They're grabbing. They're giving you no no chances on the offensive glass. And they play pretty good defense in terms of not fouling and giving uh, the way Wild Warriors chances at free points. This I, was a game that that's you, what you're supposed to do if you're Black Air Force. Yeah, you're like Black Air, out there they they came out there and they got a dub. Um, it wasn't pretty offensively. Um, just a lot of missed open jumpers, but maybe it was lack of intensity of the game. Maybe just not locked in and focused because you're playing against a team that you definitely come in the game expecting to get an easy win against. Um, 66-28 is definitely a – 28 is definitely a low score in this league for a team. Um, just kind of was a uh, bad turn of events with not having your full roster match with a team who loves to play defense. Yeah, I mean, 28 points will never, ever win you a game. That sounds like a score of my one of my fifth-grade games. Not yeah. happening. It's not happening for you. Good job by Black Air Forces on coming out and taking care of business. They remain undefeated, correct? Yeah. They're undefeated, one of the elite teams in the league. Shout-out to Black Air Force. Shout-out to Drock. Yeah, no, they're playing at a really high level right now. They beat DFA a week before. They had to take care of business against Waiver Wire Warriors. They have a very big game this week against the Shooters. <laughs> um... So we'll talk about that on the preview, but they are trending in a their their uh their arrow is vertically up. They're they're um they are definitely one of the better best teams in this league as we head into the home stretch of the regular season. Let's go to the next game. Next game of the day was Shooters versus the Pan. Oh boy. We were playing with what it was just me, it was Cam, BJ, me, you, Pat, Augie. That was our six. Yeah. Um, not a big six. Me and Pat were playing the five and the four a lot of the game. Um, the Pan did a very good job at crashing the offensive glass, getting second chance buckets, just attacking the lane in general. Like we didn't. Pat, yeah. Pat played very well at the five. He had three or four blocks in this game, but they kind of were getting whatever they wanted underneath for the most part. Um, we tried to make most of me up every time. Yeah, the game. like we tried yeah. to make life as difficult as we could. But yeah, they went at you every time you were in the game. Um, 
that we just had too much scoring at the end of the day. Um, Cam and Cam, was, Cam early on was good getting to the rack. His shot really wasn't falling from him in this game. First game, he hasn't really made a lot of shots for us. Yeah. BJ he got, still finished like 10 20. Yeah. BJ, BJ got going. Um, Pat played really well. I thought you did a good job. I thought Augie did a pretty good job too down low. Oh, Augie was doing I a had, great job. I had three threes in the first half. So um, we scored. We still scored 80 points. 82 74. Yeah, 82 We still did enough to win the game. Um, after playing the pan, though, it got, I'm surprised they don't have a win. Because they're not, they're not as bad as a winless team that you would think. Like, you would think, oh, winless team. No, because them and Waiver Wire Warriors yeah. aren't in the same conversation. No, absolutely not. Absolutely no, not. The Pan have played a lot, a lot. We talked about this podcast. They could have three wins easily on the season. Yeah, they got They'd some guys who three could hoop for games. sure. And they had, the, they had the buzzer beater go against them. They had, um, they blew a lead against Jirok's team, and they blew a lead against UDH also in the final minutes. So it's, it, it really, they really don't have the vibe of a, uh, a winless team through six weeks. I'll say one thing. They they had a good game plan of saying they were going to be aggressive and get into the paint and do that stuff and take advantage of their size. Where they lack is finding shooters defensively. So, like, they're kind of just like everyone's runs back and kind of stands in the paint. And a lot of the times we got wide open shots off of simple ball reversals because guys are not sticking to the shooters. Like, at, at some point you can't just be like, oh, I hope he's going to miss the shot. At some point you have to not even let them shoot the shot. And when you play against a team like, look, let's, I'm be, like someone like me, for example, right? I have three threes on you in the first half. I'm not putting the ball on the ground and going by and getting a layup. Run me off the line. Don't, mm-hmm. why, why are you allowing me to even take those shots? At the end of the half, Pat drives, kicks to me in the corner. I'm wide open. The kid that was guarding me was like, yeah, I was, I was helping down. Like I heard them talking. He's like, yeah, I was helping down. Like, why are you helping down? Yeah. Like, and it, that's not, I'm not calling him out. It was no, just one just... play. Yeah, it was, it was literally just one play, but like, just find shooters better. That would be my advice to the pan because I think they're actually a pretty good team. No, I, I, I do think they are much better than their record shows. Um, they haven't shot that well from three on the season as a team. Um, it's not easy in a men's league when you're not hitting threes somewhat consistently as a team just because other teams are hitting them pretty consistently. They do a really good job moving the ball. Their assist numbers are, are on pace with the top teams that get assists in the league. Um, I just think that it at, at a point has to come together and find a win. They have three more games left on the schedule. Three wins could get you in the playoffs, and I think they have three winnable games from what I can remember what's on the schedule. They have some really good ball players that I hope they don't get disgruntled from like joining a game. Yeah, I like, I, I like, like their energy. They, they have good energy. Yeah, they do. Um, Mike Pizer had a really good game. Conforth, once again, played phenomenally. I thought he was good. I liked guarding him. He's a good player. Um... They just, they just, we just had a little bit too much. They didn't really have anyone that could guard Cam like effectively. I thought I would have, pro- I honestly, if I was playing against us and I was them, I probably would have tried to take the ball out of Cam's hands as much as possible, make BJ and Pat beat, be, be, make the four of us beat them, because Cam was, he was getting to the rack at will. Um, so yeah, good one for us. Good an, an, for another undermanned game that we find a way to win. Um, we each get enough offense from enough of us. You, you contribute nine points. I think I had six or seven. So. Good one for us. Good one for the shoes. <clears throat> Good one for the shoes. They stay undefeated. Next game also was at 10 o'clock last Tuesday was the Bad Boys against the Locals. Um, the Bad Boys put out 117 in this game. Crazy. I think it was 117 to 81 was the final score. Um, the DeSegli brothers went stupid from three. I think they made combined like 11 or 12. Um, 
they just got wide opens. The game became a track meet at a point, and guys weren't even moving off the offensive defensive ends at points. Um, the bad boys have played in a lot of these games, so I'm inter- they played. They've only played in one close, they close close game this year. The bad boys. So um, I guess the only question mark I have for them is what kind of execution do they have? Like what is the, what is their go to late in games because they haven't even been in a point where even like with like eight minutes to go in a game, it's like somewhat close. No, they have. Showtime. No, 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 I'm saying besides Showtime, oh, they really okay. haven't played many other close games. So they look phenomenal. They get easy buckets with Christian. Um, Brandon Stewart, phenomenal, moving the ball. We still haven't seen a KP game yet. He's kind of just going through the motions right now. I expect that when the playoffs begin, he'll be way more integrated into the offense. But um, Andrew and Tom really got off in this one. I know Christian had like 37 points. Uh, Tom had 30. Andrew had like 26. It, it was a it was an air out. Locals just they 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 got behind by a little too much too early. I think it was like 20 at a point. Yeah, it turns into, it just turns into a track meet all star game men's league game. I hate to see those, but um definitely a little outmatched in terms of size and just skill. Honestly, the guys in the bad boys are very good basketball players. Um, and they were also hitting shots at a high rate. But I'll say a lot of those shots were fucking wide open. Mm. So if you're gonna you're gonna lose a game by 36, there's a reason why you lost. Yeah. Like you People probably shooting wide open jumpers. Shoot, probably shooting wide open jumpers. Um, Dave had 13, 10 assists and seven rebounds. I think he had a really good game. I thought um, he was moving the ball well. Guys were hitting shots off his passes, but it was a lot of all star game assists as well. So. It's what we expect from the bad boys, honestly. Yeah, no, it is. It's what we expect. Um, they'll play a couple of tougher teams uh, towards the end of their schedule, and uh, we'll see what they're really made of when playoffs come around. But I expect them to be contending for a title at the end of the season. For sure. All right. Thursday night was a great night for Bear Down Basketball. Two mm. absolutely great games. Um, we'll start with um, we'll start with DFA against Blue Steel. Okay. Um, I was okay. I was watching both these games. I was watching both these games um, from the top. DF- I was stranded watching we one sh- game. Yeah, but you guys <laughs> stranded watching the good the game. Good the game. Right, really I good know, game. Um, no, I'll talk about DFA Blue Steel. Basically, um, it was it was close early on, but then DFA kind of got went on a little like 10-0, 12-0 run to kind of take a ten point lead basically until halftime. And I felt like Blue Steel just wasn't moving the ball at all. It was a lot of extra one-person dribbling the basketball, whether it was Ryan or Dennis. Maja really wasn't touching it for a while. I'm yelling on the court, get Maja the basketball, because a guy like Maja shouldn't be just not touching the ball for six straight minutes. But um, I thought it was a lot of iso ball in this game. Um, There was a little bit of shit talking, definitely, that I thought kind of influenced the way some guys were playing on the court. But DFA came out with a lot more energy than Blue Steel did. Blue Steel was very flat, not a lot of energy. Wasn't uh, They were missing all their layups. I think Dom and Ron had probably missed like seven or eight bunnies, like right at the rim. Um, not sure if they felt shot blockers were coming or not, but they're probably, they were probably the two tallest guys on the court at the time. So just an off game by both of them. Um, for DFA, I thought Harry played very well. He was active on the glass and in transition. Um, and... Bert, I also thought, played very well. He was very active, doing a lot of the ball handling with um, Jaleel not there. Buddy, as always, super active on the glass, active in transition, hit a couple big shots for them to kind of get them in that, get them up 10 to 12 points at a point. And then really at the end of the game, Blue Steel kind of ran out of gas, couldn't hit a shot. DFA was getting way better looks at the rim while Blue Steel was taking all three-pointers and was shorting all of them because they were tired of shit. Um wasn't a lot of foul calls in this game. Mm. I felt like they were just running up, back, and down. So um, 
I thought DFA also did a very good job of subbing in this game. Everyone played, everyone got good minutes. It was like five minutes sub, five minutes sub. Just keeping guys fresh on the court, I think that's very important, especially um, when you have a lot of guys doing, like, trying to do a lot on the court. It's good to get guys in and out. Um, they're, they're starting to trust each other more now, too, DFA. They're like really moving the ball. Um, <clears throat> not just chucking the first shot. Deshaun really didn't shoot a lot in this game. He was moving it. Um, I like what I saw at DFM. This good, is a big good win for them because we thought that um, – They were kind of spiraling the wrong they direction. They were spiraling in the wrong direction. We thought Blue Steel, you know, has been playing well. That You know, they're definitely a team capable of winning this game. Yeah. We thought it was going to be a very good game. It turned out to be – I saw the scoreboard a little lopsided. 85-65 final little, for little, little lopsided. I know they were a little short. I know Blue Steel was definitely a little bit short. Yeah, they're missing Josh, missing George. Just two guys that can do – a lot on the basketball court, but yeah, I'm not. Athletic and, but I'm also not going to say that. No, I'm not giving them an excuse. There, yeah, no, DFA no. would have lost because I think DFA played a very good game, um, start to finish in terms of moving the ball, getting assists, crashing glass, doing just little things, and making their layups because there were a lot of points left on the board by uh, Blue Steel in this game. Um, like I said, DFA wins 85 to 65, and I have them trending now back in the right direction because I think on top of just winning the game, they looked really good yeah. doing it, and they also were. Look like a team doing it. Had, had so. Looked like they built on their chemistry. I agree 100%. Now you could talk about this one. This was an Ugh. absolute barn burner of a game between Hard Over Height and Showtime. Showtime. Mm. Showtime for uh, before you start talking about it, Hard Over Height wins on a double overtime, less second buzzer beater, game winning little lefty floater by Jason Gomes. 71 70 final. Talk about it. Uh, this game was really a back-and-forth affair. Hard over height came out in his zone, which was a great decision by Jason to put his team in his zone. Easiest decision ever. Um, it is honestly the easiest decision ever. I know Pop City makes a lot of tough shots. He was late also to the game. He was – he, like, sort of as the game started oh, okay. and then, like, was stretching out and stuff mm -hmm. to get into the game. Gotcha. He comes to the game, hits a bunch of impossible shots. Tough floaters, tough pull-ups, like – Tough shots to get them back in the game. He's athletic. He, he gets runouts. He gets layups. So he finishes everything around the basket. He's phenomenal. Um, for Hard Over Height, I want to give a big shout out to Connor Walsh. He was incredible for them in this game. Came out, good energy, hitting threes, playing good defense. They stay committed to their zone. I thought Taz took a lot of too many deep threes in this game. Like way too many deep, deep threes. Unnecessary. Could have taken a step in, a little bit closer, got it. Um, they lose Gorky. First play of the game. Yeah, what happened? I, Gorky, on the, on the film. He had he was hurt. Okay. He tried. He thought he was gonna give it a go, try to play through it, and then was like, I can't yeah, go. Yeah. Because I looked at the stats at the end of the game, I see one rebound, and I'm just like. Yeah. No, wow. he couldn't. He couldn't go. So. Okay. Um, I just think, listen, if I'm playing against Showtime, I'm playing zone. I'm sorry, I'm just playing zone. Like they have they have guys that aren't moving the ball properly against the zone. Tony should be eating in the middle of the zone. He should be feasting. He doesn't miss that little mid-range jump shot, and you got to find ways to get it to him. Then they started throwing Billy in the middle. Gorky was coaching actually a good game. Said, yo, let's get Billy the ball in the middle. Billy started catching middle, dumping down Tony a little high, low, making good plays out of it. I thought they started to figure it out later a little bit. and that, that They definitely have to build on that because teams should definitely see if they're going to figure it out and play zone against them. For hard over height, I thought Jason didn't really do a good job scoring in this game. But he did a phenomenal job doing the little things. Loose balls, offensive rebounding, was killing on the offensive glass. Mm -hmm. Multiple possessions where he had multiple offensive rebounds. Um, doing a good job passing the ball. 
CJ hit CJ had some good good moments for them scoring Shafiq, the ball. I thought it was really good. In Shafiq this game. was phenomenal in this game. He was kind of getting whatever he wanted. He was he was shifty. He was playing really well. Like I already said, had, um, I said Connor played really well they for had them. Tony guarding him a lot of the game, Shafiq. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If that, uh, Listen, they got and Nico Nico in this game was playing against a big physical team. He's not going to dominate the way he does. I was telling Jason, I think they need to. Maybe run some more pick and roll, get him switched on to some smaller players to where you are playing a big physical team like this. He could still play his game because he was trying to mash, tough to mash against. They have big, I thought, they um, had what's Prince. his name? Prince did a Prince really, really good job good playing job. defense on him. He grabbed like 14, 15 yeah. rebounds in this game. No, he did. Like three or four shots. He did a really good job he being did. athletic on Nico, he did. which allows you to put Tony on and Someone yeah, else, yeah. To, put, uh, to put Tony on Shafiq and you know things like that. But as the game got as the game got late. Hard over height kind of stops scoring. Showtime ends up taking the lead. Yes. They're playing well back and forth. They're up three. Taz tells the in ref. Double, in it, single, single overtime. overtime. No, in double overtime. Double overtime. Double overtime. Whatever it was. In double overtime. He gets, um, he strips Shafiq, but they call a foul. Taz looks at the ref. Says, I have the fucking ball. What the fuck was that? Obviously technical. So now they get the one te- and one, one, plus, and one plus the technical. Plus the ball back. Down three. Shafiq goes one for two, and then CJ goes, goes one for two. Goes one for no, two. Yeah, they both they both hit one. They both. Yeah. So they were down one with like ten seconds. Ten left. seconds left. Beautiful play. CJ drives left, doesn't get anywhere. Shafiq comes around. They give a little dribble handoff. Hand off. He comes to the lane. He sees Jason's guy come up on him with like a maybe a second and a half left. He gives him a little dish and Jason like a little seven footer lefty, lefty float got it at the buzzer for a great win for hard over height. Uh, when I saw a shot go up lefty, I knew it was that. Yeah, that's that's tough. Jason with the left hand. There, listen, hard over height. We were talking shit about them. Said they only had one win of the season. They came out and got a really good win. More that's breaking a huge news: win. Taz torn meniscus. Out for the season. Torn meniscus yeah. and and MCL has having surgery and it will be out for the season. Jesus Christ. Um. So yeah. Dane Albrecht also out for the season for uh for bad boys. Bad boys. Yeah, huge huge right. loss. Definitely a huge loss for for uh Showtime. But now you know you're gonna look at. Pop City. Pop, and I think uh, the guy I'm going to call out on that team is Tony. Um, just hasn't been aggressive enough. Like, yo, like, he, you guys need to get him, like, well, get yeah, him the ball because he's not going to, he's not the type of guy to demand it. So, the like, you guys have to just realize, like, he's your off, he's, like, probably your second best offensive player at this point with Taz not on the team anymore. So, I think getting him the ball inside, letting him work in that, that, Fit ten to fifteen foot range inside the inside five. Let him get the ball and dominate. I want to see him be more aggressive on the on the on the glass as well. Um, but Showtime is still a good team. They still have a guy like Pop State that can give you thirty on any given night, and they have the size to bang down low with anyone. So um, I'm not worried about them. They do have two losses on the season now. Win on a buzzer beater one week, lose on a buzzer beater the next. Basketball is a crazy game. Yeah. Good game. Very um, good game. Height, big win. Big win. Big win. Much Jason needed. Texted me after it saying that was the biggest win we needed. Uh, couldn't fall to one and four, and they do not. All right, that does it for the week six pre recap. Let's go to a week seven preview. Um, games tomorrow night. First game of the day, nine o'clock. Bad Boys versus DFA. Ooh, that is okay. electric. That's tomorrow um, night, 9 o'clock? That's tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. That's some really good games for tomorrow night. 9 o'clock game, Bad Boys versus DFA. What's your, what's your, give me a key to the game for both teams. Key to the game, if you are the Bad Boys against DFA, my key to the game is you need to consistently create. 
against DFA. What we did really well against them was we made them defend multiple passes in the same possession. Okay. So we had a really we did a really good job of that game. Cam getting into the lane. Connor getting into the lane. Pat getting into the lane. Hugh uh, gets a <laughs> people get into the lane and creating, driving and kicking. Cause make them defend multiple passes. Because you have guys who can shoot on the team. You know Brandon Stewart's going to get in the lane. You know Christian's going to clean up the glass. You know KP's going to get his. The brothers are going to make them defend. Yep. Uh, my key, if I'm DFA, no disrespect to Tom and to Andrew, I will be saying the same thing if they were playing against us. And when I told you, the pan, they went at me every time. Make the DeSegli brothers defend. They're, it's and nothing against them. They're the two. They're, everyone else on the team is a better athlete than them. Yeah. So everyone else on the bad boy is a bigger, yeah. stronger athlete. So go at go at them. And listen, you're not going to be able to just go at them and score. No, it's not, that's bad not boys saying. obviously make them de- Yes, but, but you, make them defend. Put them in the pick and roll. Post them up. Make, make them, them defend. I think if you're bad – and also if you're DFA, you got to make bad boys um, – like on defense, at least, like you're saying, make them defend, make them get into a crazy rotation where they're doubling. Now you have the ball moving crazy. I think ball movement is going to be the key to DFA's game to, uh, tomorrow night. I think that as long as they move the ball very well and just get good quality shots each time, don't just be trying to go to the lane looking for a call. Um, and I think Deshaun could have a breakout performance in this one. Um, I'm taking the bad boys. Break. You're taking the bad boys. I'm taking the bad boys because I'm saying go at, at Tom and Andrew, but I think they play awesome. Andrew's been yeah. a beast this year. Andrew's averaging 18 a game on 45% from three, something like that, yeah, 44% something like from that. three. Andrew's having a phenomenal season. Tom's had 30 in the last game. We know what the guys on the other guys on the team, Al, KP, Christian, Sean, what everyone brings yeah. to the table, they're a really good team. They think they're the best team in the league. They're definitely arguably the best team in the yeah. league. Um, I know DFA is coming off a good win. We like where they're like trending they now, saw, like, but I have to take bad boys at this point. I'm also taking the bad boys because I think that their size is just going to be too much. Who are they? Yeah. Harry is a good rebounder, big body in the lane, but he can only stop one of KP or Christian. And by stop, I mean hope to con- like like do that like do yeah. what they do and hope to contain it. Um, I want to see you if you're DFA, you have to gang rebound and you have to close out on shooters and have to make shit tough for them. Um, and don't get your heads down if shit doesn't go right in the beginning of the game because you do have the talent to um come back but i'm i'm hoping that bad boys are playing in a close game because i want to see um i really want to see them in these tight games going towards the end of the regular season getting them ready for the playoffs i think that'll be beneficial for them going into the playoffs but i'm also taking the bad boys i think that they have a little too much size for dfa yeah all right let's go to the next game hard over height versus the pan wow Similar teams. I feel like the pan is like hard over height light. <laughs> Agree or disagree? I mean, they don't have the big man um, that neither team has a really like a, like a true big, like a 6'6 six, six mm. type of guy. Um, but in this game, really, I think – I mean, this is going to sound like so generic, but like whichever team is hitting shots is going to win because mm. I think that Nick Zalg is going to be able to kind of get back to what he does. <laughs> he's athletic dominate. beast. Yeah, like, be the most athletic guy on the floor. He's probably the most athletic guy on the floor. Um, Sal. What's the guy, who's the guy that played against us who was talking that shit, stared at our bench before he shot it? Kevin Walsh. I like Kevin he, Walsh. No, no, no. He's he's a good player. I like Kevin Walsh. I think that the guys who I guess are considered the big men on the pan, they just have to do a good job of like – kind of watching the tape and seeing, like, Nick Zalg does, like, the same couple of things every time. Listen, Nick Zalg is a dominant athlete, someone that could just kind of jump over you, rise up, and put it in the basket like this. Um, I just can't see <laughs> drop, drop, drop it in the it. net. I, I Christian is drop, trying to drop I'm it dropping in the net if I'm Nick Zalg. Um, this is going to be a big game for Sal, big game for uh, Peter Nesty. 
big game for Comforth also because those are the guys that got a lot of the rebounds on that team for the Pan. They're going to have to gang rebound because Nick Zalek, Jason are very, very active on the glass. Um, Kevin George for Harbor Height is also very active on the glass. He grabs a lot of rebounds and not as many minutes as the other guys do. Um, the Pan need to continue to take shots that they were taking against us, high quality. Open looks, not not one. Like I didn't think they took like I didn't look at any of their shot selection and think, oh, that was like a really bad shot. I thought they took good shots against us. I thought they didn't force three balls. And um, I mean, listen, we have we have uh, we have Cam on our team that was just stealing the ball sometimes at will. I don't think that that will be happening again um, for Harder Height, but they do have good guys who play good team defense. And the Panthers needs to build on defense because you cannot let Connor Wall shoot hella wide open threes. CJ is going to start hitting threes eventually for Harover height. So um, I'll start with the pick. I'm taking the pan. Let's get that first dub, baby. Listen, it's not out of the realm of possibility. No, not at all. What do you mean? But I'm taking hard over height. I love the way I think they, Nick's had I a lo- big game. I love the way they played in that last game. I think Nick's Alex going to be an athletic beast in this game. Um, I think I'm looking for Jason to get back on track scoring wise. I want to see Connor continue his hot shooting from last game. As for the pan, if they're going to win this game, they have to lock in defensively from the jump, Have to from the jump, energy. lock in defensively, good energy, no free threes, limit the transition buckets, no live ball turnovers that lead to free points. And I think they could get a win in this game. I'm taking right over height, but they could definitely get a win in this game. Exactly. I think this is going to be a good game. No, I think I think this game is definitely going to be a good game. I think that both teams have guys that could be hot or cold. Like, like they're playing. Like, they don't have, like, like, Jason hasn't had a good, like, shooting game since, like, week one or week two. Um, I'm looking for him to get back on track. But I think Nick Zalek could – he has the ability in this game. It's like a 2020 this game. One. This could be a 2020, 2015 type performance. But Sal's a good rebounder in his own, but – Nick's out. It's a good beast, but I'm taking the pan. Come out there and get a dub, boys. Come on. Three <laughs> games left. You win three of them, you're probably in the playoffs. Okay. Next game. Thursday night slate, correct? No, no. Still oh, on the Tuesday night slate. Black Air Forces versus the Shooters. <laughs> Don't know who's showing up for the Shooters. No clue, no clue, no clue. Um, It's a big game. Huge game. Two teams. One of these teams going to leave the gym not undefeated after wow. this game's over. As I'm going to text you in our chat right now. Chat see, right now see what we're talking about. Yeah, 10 o'clock. We're playing... Uh, Black Air Forces. Black Air Forces plays a very similar style to us in terms of they lock in on defense first, worry about their offense second. The one thing I will say is I think that we have a little bit better of offensive players. Um, depending on who shows up, will kind of depend what shooters team you're going to get. You haven't seen a full. We haven't seen a full shooters team since like what week two. Week two probably was the last time you've seen a team where we had I think nine or ten guys there in the shoot all there. Um, I hope Abby returns for us this week. Love to see Ricky back in the chat. Connor Romano, breaking news, is back. Connor Romano <laughs> is back this week. So Connor hasn't played since week two. Um, we have a lot of guys that are just spotty in the lineup, but we have a lot of guys. Ricky that, is back. Okay, all right. We have a good. Then we have a good team coming. Um, this should be an interesting game. They got some guys like Kyle, Jesse, Sean Barksdale, Mook, Sterry. They got guys that athletically are going to be able to match our athleticism. So I don't think we're going to be able to dominate the glass like we we do a lot of games. Um, Both teams very active. Both teams very communicative. This game is going to be live. I promise you this game with the the crowd that Jirox, the Black Air Force's team brings each week. And we have guys on our team that kind of want to talk shit and want to – 
be in that high intensity game. I'm expecting everyone to bring their A game. I'm expecting a very good game in this one. I'm just excited to see how good the defense is going to be played in this game because both teams lock in on defense. Both teams try to. I'm play. taking the under in this game. The under, I think the under because I think I think teams. I, I hope that no one loses their head on either team in terms of like just like taking really bad shots. I don't want this game to become an ISO game. I want I want to see a really good basketball game here. I'm obviously playing in it. Hopefully get some minutes. We'll see uh, who's showing up and what kind of rotation we're working with. Um, but this is going to be a very, very good game. What do you think about this one? So I think this is by far our biggest test as a team. Um, I think this is their biggest test as well because I think we're the best team in the league. Uh, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to this. I, I, it's going to be good having our full group back. Hopefully Abby's healthy. Um, we get him back. For this game as well, I think you like you said, Kurtzman, it can't turn into an ISO game. We have to keep moving the ball. Teams, have, both teams, have to keep moving the ball in this. These are two of the best defensive teams in the league. So I'm looking to see who's gonna who's gonna score in transition. Because when you're scoring in transition, you're getting stops, you're getting layups, you're getting runouts. Like how you who's getting free points in this game? Offensive rebounds, kickouts to wide open shots. Like who's generating good looks for their teams? Um, I'm excited for this one. I think this is going to be, like you said, a really good environment, really good crowd. Obviously, we're both going to take us. Of course. We're taking the shooters, but the Black Air Force is definitely the best opponent that we've played up to this point. Agreed. All right. Last 10, 10 o'clock game on the Tuesday slate, Blue Steel against Waiver Wire Warriors. Um, for Blue Steel, I'm looking for a get-right game. Majid, Dennis, Dubs, you guys played absolutely shitty as fuck between the three of y'all wow. last week against wow. DFA. So I want to see you guys move the ball better between the three of you. Um, continue to trust your bigs, even though they had bad games last week. Um, hopefully Josh and George are back as well. I want to see George get George going a little bit, get him going, because later in the season he could be important to your team. Um, I just want to see good good shot making, good shot creating from you guys, because last week I felt like your shot creation as a team was very poor. For Waiver Wire Warriors, I honestly think that if Jamal, Ralph, and Mark are at this game with Rob, big man Rob, Facundo also, I think they actually have a chance to not win, but they can keep this one competitive. If Jamal is taking a lot of good – if Jamal is taking a lot of shots and he's making – he went for 38 and 16 against uh, the Shooters when, when he played. Yeah. So he has that potential, and he also yeah, is one to – yeah, 38 and 16. Um, and – I just think that if he is, because he did, a, he does a very good job of trusting his teammates, and he's gonna make the right pass. He didn't, fo- I think in that game, I think he shot 15 of 22 or something like that. So like he was like, he was very highly efficient, um, because he wasn't just taking like really fucking bad shots. Like he was only taking the threes when they were wide open. Yeah. He was making the layups off offensive rebounds. He was letting guys that go. And I understand they don't have the greatest team around them, but you, you kind of basketball is kind of sometimes a game of trust, and you gotta just trust your teammates that they'll make the right play and do the right thing. I w- I do want to see the role play. Players on waiver wire warriors also do the right thing because I feel like sometimes they get the ball and they feel like all right I haven't gotten a shot up in a little bit I just need to shoot this ball so um I'm hoping to see waiver wire warriors play better as a team hopefully have their entire team there but if blue steel does not come out and get this job done then I'm going to be very very down on them going into the rest I'm looking of the for season. them to get the job done yeah they need to I come in I can't get right take- game. I can't take waiver wire warriors no I'm we're both taking yeah. blue steel um I expect Dom and Ron had to hopefully play much better than they did last week. This is a confidence booster game. Yep. I, I don't want to say it sounds shitty to say, but Waiver Wire Warriors hasn't shown anything outside of one or two games here where they've really they really. They're shown that they're they are the get right. They are the get right. They are the get right. So don't be the get right. Make something happen. Be a little mad that we're calling you guys the get right. <laughs> Both taking boost deal. All right, that was Tuesday slate. Thursday slate. First game Showtime versus TTG Blue Devils. 
Big game. First game, Showtime, no Taz. Don't know Gorky's status. Wow. Uh, I like I like TTG, TTG in this very game. Well, the last time out. I think I'm gonna take TTG in this game. I'm gonna take. I, I need to see. Listen. Well, now you have Popple Pop City. That's gonna be you. Who's he's gonna be handling the ball almost every single play? Probably for forty them. or forty-four minutes. I'm interested to see if Zahir is gonna step in and play for Taz. If it's Zahir, possibly could be this guy Denzel too. If you you've seen Denzel play, yeah. he's a, he's a beast. I don't know who's gonna step in for Taz, but if it's not a ball handler, it's every possession is really gonna come down to Pop City's decision making, which I like honestly. Uh, <laughs> no, he usually does make very yeah. good decisions with the basketball. Yeah. He's a gifted passer. Um, he'll have to do more of that, though. He'll have to create a lot. He more. needs to create for others because, sure, I know you have that that 40-point point potential, but um, in this game, there's going to be a game. And TTG, I'm not going to say they turn the ball over a lot, but they kind of turn the ball over a lot. So if you can limit your turnovers and just get more shots up than TTG does – you're going to have a good opportunity to win. Um, Showtime could be very um, undermanned in this one. Like we said, Taz is out for the season. Could also be without Gorky. Um, integrating new parts to a team this late in the season isn't a chemistry, isn't a recipe for success. But they do still have guys who have played together for a long time. Guys who are talented on the basketball court. And guys who are capable of making shots and converting good basketball plays into success, success for the team. Yeah. So um, I'm not going to count them out in this game. But with those two guys potentially being out, mm. not as healthy, I, I like to, T- I TTG. like TTG. I think that they if they it, I like build TTG on it, build if on they it. build on how they played last week because they played so well last week in terms of moving the ball. They have getting, to build on that. And listen, it's tough to guard Popple. The best chance you have is, in my opinion, is athlete. Be a, you have to match his athleticism because he's a crazy athlete. I think Jahi, the yeah. kid who had the dunk. Yeah, that's, I think that's, he, that's what I was I referring think to. If he's a guy who locks in on defense, I'm not really kind of sure of like what kind of player. If you could jump like that, you yeah. could play defense. No, no, no. But I'm saying, do you lock like yeah. do you fo- do you lock in on defense? He's also a good a good scorer. So he might. I'm not sure what kind of player really he is. I know he he has the athleticism and the ability to guard really good guy, really good players. But is he going to be? Is are they going to have someone lock in for 40 minutes and just be like, yo? Today, your job, go out there and do what you can on him. Because if that if that's the matchup, that's a really good matchup. I'm taking TTG in this game, um, but Showtime has the ability to win a TTG be turning the ball over like they had been prior to the last week's game. Agreed. All right. Okay. Last game of the slate is the locals versus UDH. A must win for both teams. Must wins. Must wins everywhere. Um, this is going to be a good game. No, this is going to be a good game. These are two teams that don't play the best of defense <laughs> and like to shoot a lot of threes. Um, I think that UDH should try to use their size of Kyle Parrish and kind of let Kyle dominate this game inside 10 feet. Um, but I know they're not going to do that. They're going to launch threes with Dan, with Michael Lee, with Brandon Milling, Rocco, Will Oswald if he plays. Um I think the key to stopping the locals is containing what the creation that Dave is able to um, provide for them. Dave is a very good creator for them, shot making for himself as well as shot making, uh, shot creation for others. Um, Justin Catronio is going to have to play a big game in this one. Billy Moran is going to play big because they need to limit Kyle's um, efficiency and effectiveness inside 10 feet, inside five feet, and on the offensive and defensive glass. Um, and then honestly for the locals, they just got to make the layups. A lot of missed layups from them inside five feet. Um, really just need to convert on those. Day, uh, Chris, Dave, um, Kinu, just guys I, I've seen on tape just missed layups that I know they're more than capable of making. Um, 
like we'll say every week about the locals, you got to lock in a little bit more on defense. Got to play a tight 2-3 zone if you are going to play it. I personally don't know if I'd play a 2-3 zone against you. Yeah, you can't play 2-3 against they three, are yeah. guys that can hit wide open shots. And with your 2-3 zone, there are a lot of wide open shots that are taken by the other team. I, I, I want to take the locals, but I really can't. I'm just going to take UDH. I I'm think taking UDH. Have, I think they have the best player. The two best. I think they have two best players on the floor, in my opinion. Kyle and Brandon. Mm. I think Brandon's shot making and shot creating for others as well as Kyle's just overall dominance underneath and can also stretch it out to the three-point line. Um, maybe I'm wrong for thinking that, but I'm taking UDH, and I think they get their third win of the season. I'm also going to take UDH in this game. Locals have struggled defensively, and this is a team in UDH. If they get hot, they see the ball go through the net a few times, they can really shoot it. However, I do think this is going to be a very close game. I do think the locals have the bodies, they have the personnel to definitely keep up in this game and to even get a win. They have to – I think Justin Cotrona is going to have to do a good job on Kyle Paris. Justin could put a body on him, keep him outside the paint, make mm-hmm. him shoot long contested shots. And like I said with the other teams, just get out to the shooters. Know where your guys are at. Don't be lazy. Get out and play D. You want to win? Don't be lazy. I think I'm, – I'm still taking UDH in this game. I'm, I'm going to look for Michael Leva to get back on track, have a big shooting performance yeah, after, had a, after had, a bad game last yeah, week. Yeah, he had a really good game the week before. And then so, had a bad game Yeah, last week. so I'm looking for him also to have a big game. Um – I think Dave's had a big game, though, in this one, because I think Dave sees this one as a game that they definitely have yeah. a good opportunity Dave to needs to be in kill mode. He needs to be in um, more score mode. He needs to be LeBron score. game six mode. I feel like uh, he doesn't take as many shots I think he feel that I feel he needs to take for this team. Well, that's going to be it for the pod. Everyone, thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe on whatever plot. Make sure platform. to subs- Make sure to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube as well. Go check out the stats on the league website. We'll catch you guys at the gym tomorrow. Peace. Peace.